Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. And I believe we're joined by Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson. You there, Kevin? Hey, Randy. There he is. Nope, Randy's not here today. So no, Rick Randy, Rick, I'm sorry, Rick. Rick. I heard you just say Randy's <laughs> out. I had... It's okay. Yeah. No problem at all. Well, okay, so there's news every day when it comes to Razorback basketball. and So let's just start with Ron Holland. Ron Holland got released from his letter of intent from the University of Texas today. Update us on his situation. Okay. So this is what my understanding is, and I feel confident what I'm saying right now. Now, this could change any minute, but that reporting (laughs) is not exactly pristine. John Rothstein with CBS Sports does a great job. He's the one that put it out there. Everybody in their uh, social media reporting grandma put out a story basically regurgitating what he said, but they like the clicks. What I'm told is is that Texas is moving the ball forward on granting the release, but technically, technically, and this may just be parsing meaning or splitting hairs, but technically the actual release has not been fully consummated yet. Uh And so someone will say, well, what does it matter? They're going to release him. Well, it matters a little bit because – he can't make any real moves as far as college goes until that it's actually formally released. And so the way it came out today was that the release has been done. But my understanding is, and again, one of the things I was told is there may be a 72 up to a 72 hour window before something like that gets finalized, which means it could be sooner than that. Uh, but my understanding is it's not finalized. The truth is when he made the request back on April 28th, he could actually start taking visits to other schools mm. based on the NCAA rules. To my understanding, he hasn't done that. The other part of the reporting by John Rothstein is that he's visiting the G League at night today. Yeah. Well, he never needed a, a release from a, a, a letter of intent to visit any pro organization that would be available to him. Uh, and he wouldn't need a release to just go pro. He didn't need that anyway. So, you know, um, whether it's true that he's visiting today or tomorrow or if he did it last week, all of those things uh, could have happened uh, at any time once he, you know, decided he didn't want to go to college, without even without asking for a release. So it gets a little confusing, I know. Um, but my understanding is he is in the process of being granted the release. It's just not formally consummated. Uh, so that might, you know, that – whether or not people feel like they needed that extra detail, I think it's important because I think yeah. it matters. Um, you know, uh, but either way, it looks like it's going to happen, and I think that's the biggest thing to take away from it. Um, I've had a source that's told me for, you know, I put this on Hogville.net in my reporting there that that he may take up to two visits, at least. Excuse me, at least two visits. I was given t- names of two schools that I was asked not to put out. I haven't. That same source today said, you know, I think he's thinking about maybe four or five visits. Uh, start, you know, and he's, you know, going to graduate at the end of the month from high school, and, and maybe something after that. I remain skeptical that he'll take any visits because he could have been taking visits. Now he's also been in school, so that might have played into why he didn't. Uh, but but I, I just I remain skeptical that he will. Not 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 saying he won't because I've got sources who think he might. Um, but but we'll see. And so I still, I've said I love Arkansas's chances here. I remain in that. That's that's the lane I'm in uh, as of today. Um, and, and if, you know, if that changes, I'll certainly say so and why. 
But, you know, that's where things are now with Ron Holland. Um, and, you know, I think everybody was been waiting to hear something on a release so it wouldn't have to go down the road of, you know, petitioning the NCAA, which he couldn't have done until a full 30 days from the time he requested it, which again goes back to April 28th. By the way, guys, that was the day that he went on, on social media and said he was decommitting. Um, maybe people weren't sure, well, then when did he actually formally request his release? It was the same day. So I, if I haven't mentioned that before, I'm mentioning it now because I've known that. Uh, but either way, it looks like, whether it's final, formally finalized or not, that it's progressing where he is getting the release. I know. I think we ask you this every time, so I'm, I apologize, and you've probably given us a legitimate answer, but maybe you can give it again. What has taken Texas so long to do this? Yeah, I, I just think that they're, you know, um, the, the young man had announced he was also leaving Texas open as an option. And so I'm not sure if that was a signal to Texas, try to keep me. I mean, it very well might have been. Um, the other part is, you know, the longer they can drag it out, the more they can try to find ways to convince him that he shouldn't get his release and keep him. You know, part of that's when you lose losing players to the portal, maybe adding some, which they've done in the time since he's requested it. So, you know, you don't give up till you have to. And, you know, certainly one of the things that can become really bad optics is if it looks like you're digging your heels in, uh, you know, because you don't want to accept the reality of it. And, and everything more, more and more now, guys, is player-driven. It's not institution-driven. It's player-driven. And, and now, the, you know, in the past, you might see a school dig their heels in and not do it. Then you've got to go through the NCAA. That takes a while. Then, you know, if you decide to move on, you're going to have to sit out. Uh, it just doesn't work like that for mo- in most cases, almost all of them now. And so it started to look like, uh, we're closing in on 30 days here. What's Texas doing? Again, I'm hearing that the ball is rolling for that release, that it's been acknowledged that it's happening. I've just been told that technically it's not finalized. Uh, whatever that exactly means, I don't have all the minutia on the details, but I do think there's a distinction there that was worth mentioning. Okay. So if you were trying, if you were taking odds, uh, no matter how many visits he makes, whether he's visiting the G League today or not, what do you, what do you think the chances are that he goes to the G League as opposed to goes to a college? Well, I've been told also by sources, and I've written about this over at Hogville, and I've talked about it. I, I, I mean, I guess it could change. I, I, don't, I think the pro option was the least of his options. Or you know maybe the least of his intent you know of, of his interest, um, and it worked out that way the first time around. Even though he listed the G League Ignite as Final Four choices, he ended up going to Texas. I think he still wants to play college basketball for a year. Uh, visiting the G League Ignite, uh, honestly, is something that it may come may be a bit of a surprise for me, having been told by so many different folks that they think. That, that he can end up playing in college. Um, you know, maybe there's a relationship that's been built there through his recruitment there and he wanted to get go visit. I, you know, I just don't know. And certainly if he's visiting, you have to think that there's a possibility that he could make that choice. I still, I still love Arkansas's chances to get him right now, and I still think that the pro route is less likely. But, again, if he's taking that visit, you gotta, you, you got to assume on some level he's serious about considering it. So there's that. Okay. 
Well, one guy that has withdrawn, he did withdraw today, uh, was Tremont Mark. And you expected that, did you not? Absolutely. The fact that he got in the portal and, and committed to a team, you know, when you see that he's not invited to the G League elite camp, which was their little two-day combine in Chicago leading into the, the main combine, you know, he didn't get invites to those. He did have a workout with the Atlanta Hawks a few weeks ago prior to the con- – or excuse me, I think the week leading up to the combine uh, prior. So, you know, he did get that opportunity. Uh, you know, so I was fully expecting that. L. Ellis is the other player that's committed to Arkansas, the portal, who's still – who's in the draft uh, that, that I think, you know, it's just any, any day now. He's got through May 31st, the end of that day, to formally withdraw. But I think, you know, sometime between now and then, we're going to hear that he's out of the draft and and and, and going to be at Arkansas. So, um, you know, uh, there's a couple of hogs that are in the draft we probably ought to talk about. Who left the door open? Well, well. before you do, we've got a call for you, so let's take it. Let's go, because he's calling all the way from Raleigh, North Carolina. Larry, you're on the phone. Thanks for, or you're on the show. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you. I used to work on one of the radio stations here as a broadcaster in the 70s and 80s. Um, and this thing with um, Ron Holland, I, I get this phone stick. This is stringing this out. out. So on the G League, I get Ron Holland, and this is just my personal opinion. But it um, it just comes upon me to think that maybe um, they weren't being honest. I think they were stretching it out so they'd go to the G League and deprive the Razorbacks of Ron Holland. That's just my opinion, but I just get the sense as time has went on. Sorry, I got Um yeah, I, that's just my opinion. What do you guys think about that? Uh, as far as Ron Holland even coming here now. All right, all right. Let's. Uh, what Rick, do you think? Rick, did he finish? Yeah, okay, Kevin. He's saying that he's of the opinion, or somebody has shared with him, that Texas was stringing Holland off, waiting for him to make mm-hmm. the decision to go to the G League, so that he wouldn't go to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, well, that's uh, one I of the that. theories that's out there, and, and certainly. Uh, you, you, I mean, the optics are with the reporting today. He's being released, or you know, the reporting was he's been released, being released. Either way, he could be seeing G League ignite. Um, you know, so you could someone could jump to the conclusion and go, well, look there, that backs that up. He's about to go and sign up with G League ignite, and, and you know, you, the player was not going to be held up by Texas for very long because the NCAA, mm-hmm. even if it took a little while. Uh, they're granting players first-time transfers with immediate eligibility. Does anybody really believe, with a coaching change there, if Texas had enforced mm-hmm. him to petition the NCAA, that the NCAA would would come down more harshly and make him sit out for making that choice, even though technically mm-hmm. it falls as a NLI release rather than a transfer? I just doubt that that, that it would have come to that. Um, the mm-hmm. other part is, you know, if he decides he wants to go the G League Ignite route, um, he didn't need a release from Texas for that. So they didn't really have any. That, that really wasn't a bargaining chip. What? What is it? I mean, think about it on the face of it. What, why would he need to convince him he was going to do that for him to release him? The only thing that matters on a release is if he wants to go to college. So I should have said that first because <laughs> okay. that part right, should right. be clear. That he didn't need the release to go to the G League. Okay. All right, Larry, thanks yeah. for the call. 
Kevin McPherson's with us, and we'll return with Kevin after this. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Ray Tucker, Rick Schaefer with you. Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson's with us, and we got another call for Kevin. It's from Bobby in Clarksville. Bobby, thanks for calling. Oh, yeah, I had a question. If your child is collegiately on a team right now, are coaches allowed to make call and make them offers if they're not in the portal from another college? No. Am I right, okay. Kevin? Yeah. If if someone's on a team right now or in a school right now, Kevin, the question was, and they're not in the portal, can somebody from another school call them? It is called tempering, and and it's going on. Well, of course it's right. going on. It's not it's it's not permissible. No. Okay. I didn't say there was a violation. Uh, we just have a personal experience going on right now, and just trying to get someone to kind of back off and and. Uh, Anyway, I just wanted to kind of know how to handle that a little bit. So I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble, just trying to kind of nip it in the bud. Tell them it's against the rules, that's all. Say, Coach, sorry, he can't yeah. talk to you. Okay. I, I thought it was. Well, I just wanted to make and, sure. And it's I, rampant. It. One way or another, it, it happens a lot. That doesn't right. mean it's against the rules. So, I mean, if if someone doesn't want those advances, they're unwanted, then, yeah, you <laughs> you should feel empowered to, you know, to try to obviously try to do something about it if you uh, right, right. Okay, I appreciate it. Okay, thanks for calling. I, I'd, I'd say up to NIL. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway. Okay, so uh, you were getting ready to talk about, obviously there are still two Razorbacks that are in the NBA. Uh, they're still in the NBA draft at this point, Walsh and Davis. What's the update on them? Well, I, you know, I've been saying more recently uh, for weeks now that I think Devo – is going to come back to Arkansas. I, I feel even more, you know, probably, you know, I have more confidence that that'll be the case. I, you know, that May 31st deadline, uh, that's just over a week. That's eight days from now. And I think it's going to go all the way to that deadline. Really? Um, you know, yeah, I've why, been reporting why, why on Hogville that there's a player that was going to have a, a, a workout with an NBA team at the end of the month. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say which team it is, but Devo's, uh, we'll see if, you know, things can change, but that's been in, in the works for a while. I think he's going to have that. We just talked about Trayman Mark had an NBA team work out with Atlanta before the combine that he didn't participate in. Devo, obviously not in the combine, G League or the NBA draft combine. And he's going to have, uh, he's going to work out with the team as things are now. And I think he ends up back in Arkansas after that happens. We'll see things, you know, <laughs> it seems like there's always something going in a different direction on, you know, it, Minute to minute at times, but I've been feeling for a while this is how it's going to play out. I still do with Devo. With two scholarship openings, he answers one of those. Obviously, Jordan Walsh is the other Razorback out of the five who were in the draft um, who did participate in the combine and in many ways helped himself. Uh, He's another player to make a decision. And, you know, he's a guy that kind of announced late that he was going into the NBA draft, but the truth was he'd been working out for a while. People with NBA teams knew he was going to test the waters, and it was already a decision he'd made. Uh, and I felt the whole time, and I've said it, that I feel like once in, he'd probably stay in. I still feel that way, guys, but, you know, I really think he's, a you know, at best a mid-second-round projection when you look at just looking across the board and other players. But projections and mock drafts 
don't mean a thing if there's one team that gives you a draft guarantee and a promise and they want you. And so that that can eliminate any question marks for a guy if he decides to stay in where, the, where everybody else who doesn't know that information is going, well, it's a bit dicey. He's a mid-second-round projection. I, I felt like Walsh helped himself to come by in, in several regards. Uh, his, his, his length, his, his measurables, some of his agility testing, he did well in the shooting drills. He was productive in his two scrimmages and did some, some really good things. But I think one of the things that I, I still came away with, he only took three threes in 40 minutes of, of scrimmage work. He made one, but he turned down a lot of open threes. We saw him do that at Arkansas. And if you're projecting as a 3-and-D wing and you're, you're a fourth or fifth scoring option, when that ball moves and you're left open for a reason, you got to take that shot. Instead, he would turn down an open shot, try to drive, create. That's not his game. The defense is already playing off of him. That's why he was open for a three, and he looked a little confused with it. So he shows me things still that I'm wondering, is he a 3-and-D or is he an undersized four? He was an undersized four at Arkansas. That works at the college game. I don't know how much that helps him. So teams are looking at that. And when they're looking at other comparable players, you know, who who maybe translates better to these positions we see these guys at. But he could be an elite defender with that 72 wingspan. There's positives there, too. I know I'm kind of going on about this to say that it's really going to boil down to who, what teams behind the scenes, under the table, uh, are saying, stay in, we're going to get you. Most of these teams now, if they make those promises, they keep them. It's player-driven at all levels now, guys, and agents aren't putting up with that crap anymore. If a team makes a promise, they better keep it because it's going to be problematic if they don't. If he gets that and he's good with it, he stays in. I still believe he's probably going to stay in. But if he's not happy with what he's hearing and he's got a few more days to make that decision, he may very well come back. But I still think it's more likely he stays in. But I I could change my mind about that any minute based on their information. Wow. So, okay, so right now there's 10 on scholarship. Ellis stays, I'm coming. That's 11. If Davis comes back, that's 12. If Walsh comes back, and you're saying there's still at least a chance if he doesn't hear what he's saying, that's 13. And then you have this other great player, Holland, out there. Are, are we then w- waiting for another um, shoot to fall? Well, we could. You know, there's also Grant Nelson, the North Dakota State player that was in the that's been in the combine. By the way, he and Anthony Black are represented by the same agency. They're going through their pro day in Santa Barbara today. Uh, but but he's a guy that if he determines he wants to return to college, I think Arkansas's heavy in the mix for him. He hasn't taken visits. He's been focused on the draft, but I think Arkansas's going to be in play. Uh, so to answer your question, Arkansas has two scholarships available right now, guys. And I'm counting L. Ellis among that. Even though he's still in the draft, I'm counting him because he committed to right. Arkansas right. out of the portal right. after he was already in the draft. It's just, to right. me, it's a matter of timing. I was counting Tremont Mark in that number too, and now we, you know, if you if you needed to feel better about the formal withdrawal on that, feel good about it. But I've I've been saying for a while Arkansas has two openings, and that was based on uncertainty about both Devo and Walsh. I feel more and more likely Devo comes back if he does. That leaves one opening, and you're right. Then if Walsh decides to come back, they're full, and you've got Ron Holland, Grant Nelson, and who knows who else? Because there's other names and other players Arkansas's on. I know those. Can't say their names. But there's several ways that this could play out. And so if that were to happen and Arkansas goes above the number of 13, we know it's going to impact someone having to leave uh, who we thought was going to be on the team next year. Let none of that be complicated by the fact that even though this May 31st deadline is next week right after the holiday, 
But this yeah. weekend, players from that 23-24 roster start moving on to campus. So I said this before, never before we had this many question marks with a couple of openings this late when you're already starting to bring players in in a few days and there's still some, some stuff that's out there lingering. But look at who's available. Debo Davis, that's a five-star win if you get him. I think they will. Jordan Walsh, if he came back, that's a five-star. He was a five-star before the season last year. That's a five-star recruiting win now. Ron Holland, the number one player in the country in high school this year. Five-star, <laughs> according to that. And so you're going to make room for him. Grant Nelson, considered one of the top five guys in the portal with nearly 2,000 players in there. That's a five-star portal win if you can get him. So all of these names we're talking about are guys that they'd make room for. Uh, obviously, two of those four names are players that were part of the program last year. It's kind of a no-brainer. If they want to come back, they're going to come back. This is hilarious. I mean, it's really hilarious when you think about it. If the two that are in the NBA draft come back, uh, then you're overcrowded. Somebody may have to go. If they're gone, if both of them are gone, then you got two slots and you can bring both of these back. And here we are on May 23rd, and that decision may not happen for another eight days. No wonder college basketball coaches are driven crazy by all this. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, but they have a plan. The, 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 you know, Eric Mulsman, not only do they have a board of, of, of how what players they want and priority prioritize that, but they understand how those things may have to be slotted and how that affects players they have right now in the fold or returning. And so, that you know, they have a, you know, They've kind of already re- re- written all the different plot twists and how it might end. They already have a plan on each one of them. Now it's how timing is going to timing is going to affect optics, and, and you know what shoe falls first. And so they're they're trying to play it, play the hand as, as it's dealt. They had to you know like a thing like with Ron Holland, you know that they don't control what Texas's timeline is. And so if they're in play for Ron Holland, which I believe they are. I love Arkansas's chances there. That's the word I've used and sticking with it for now. They obviously have to wait on that. Some of these guys in this draft, they know what's going to happen on two or three of them, or believe they do, but it's a matter of when, you know. Okay. Uh, so well, it, it, it all it impacts all of it. There's the music. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Back.